on that trophy. Second season running, that she's done so in the colours of Manchester City. Oh, lovely footwork there from Weah! A special goal in a special game from Caroline Weah. That is world class. That is outstanding. A worldie from Weah. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of MCW Fancast. I'm Emma, thanks for listening. Bit of a tough one this week following the result at the Academy Stadium on Wednesday night. 1-0 on the night to Real Madrid, 2-1 on aggregate which saw City bow out of the Champions League. We welcome back Paul to the podcast as we answer your questions. Obviously a lot to talk about so let's just get on with it. Paul... So many, so many questions. Honestly, I feel so deflated. And as much as I probably don't want to talk about this game, as much as you probably don't want to talk about this game, it still feels so raw. Uh, We've obviously got a preview Sunday's game against Tottenham in the WSL. First question, top of my list. What went wrong for City on Wednesday night? Well, I think it, it was like watching one of those slow motion car crashes. It just, everything that possibly could have gone wrong seemed to go wrong. You know, it was partly to do with the fact that we've had a disjointed start to the season. But ultimately, um, we just didn't perform, especially in the first half. I mean, it, it was woeful at times. Um, we just didn't seem to have any cohesion at the back. We didn't seem to have any cohesion. There was nothing going on in midfield that I could see. Uh, and up front, we were struggling. I mean... Bunny Shaw was doing her best. You know, she 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 was trying her best to make things happen. But what what are you supposed to do with no service? I mean, at one point she trapped back to the halfway line to get the ball because she clearly realised that there was nothing coming up from either the wings or or or, or from the midfield. So it just seemed a very flat performance to me. Um, and it was interesting that when we started to make substitutions in the second half, uh, far too late in my view. We started to pick up and started to put, you know, started to look like the team that we could be. But, you know, if you give a team like Real Madrid 45 minutes of pretty much free reign and you don't then clear your lines and give away a carbon copy goal of the goal you gave away in the away leg, then what do you think is going to happen? You know, it could have, we could have been 2 0 down at our time because that first goal was, you know, if that was VAR, it would have been given. If that was in the Premier League, it would have been given. So, I just think it was a really bad day at the office. I thought there was lots of things that uh, were wrong with the players, and I think there was lots of things that were wrong with the way the coach set it up and then dealt with the what what seemed to be to all of us a, a misfiring uh, team, especially in the first half. It almost asked a question as well: What did we actually learn from going away to Spain and and playing Real Madrid in the first leg? Because, it, like you said, it the the goal was a carbon copy the warning signs were there and we didn't we just didn't adjust to the to the to the game we didn't adjust to or adapt in any way shape or form to how Real Madrid wanted to to see out the game well it's interesting isn't it because we hear a lot about the work that the analysis team do uh, at the club and i don't know how much access the women's team have to that analysis because you you've got 90 minutes and or 90-plus minutes of raw material from the away leg that tells you what sort of team they are. They they pressed high and hard. They didn't give us any time on the ball. They're a physical side. They're not scared to put it about a bit. And they can play. So all the the indicators of how we needed to address that were there. 
I mean, one of the problems was we just didn't knock the ball around in the way that, that we can. Now, sure, they, they were pressing and working hard. But the odd time when we started to string some passes together, we started to open them up. But we just didn't do that enough last night. Last night. It seemed to be very pedestrian. You know, we do miss Kira Walsh. You know, it's, she's one of those players, like Fernandinho. You only notice how good they are when they're not there. Yeah. You know, how, how she ticks the game, you know, keeps the game ticking over and keeps the ball moving and, 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 and you know, helps, you know, take some pressure off the defence. I just felt we were giving the ball away too cheaply. We didn't really compete in the first half. Um, I think some of the players, you know, perhaps were still feeling a bit of, you know, a lack of preparation in the summer. But we can't keep blaming lack of preparation. You know, we, we posted a team last night of virtually full internationals. If, you, if they can't, you know, work it out as they're going along and if the coach can't get them in our time and say, look, this is what's going on, then we need, we need to think about, you know, what is going on, you know, in the club. Let, let's not press the panic button as well at the same time. Let's be clear. It's a bad night at the office. There's still a good team, still a great squad. We now don't need to kick on, but we do need to learn the lessons from last night because we didn't really create that many chances, if we're honest. You know, there was the one chance that... Um, unfortunately, Caroline, we just didn't get to when she was laid up on a plate for, and, and probably late in the season, she'd have, she'd have knocked that in. But if we're honest with ourselves, how many times did that keep their keeper have to make a save? Not very often. Yeah, nothing too much that troubled her anyway. And I, and I think as well uh, for the for the I mean, it's worth probably mentioning Ellen White's effort that was cleared off the line, well near to the line anyway, but. I mean, I, I would probably say that that was one of the best. And obviously when Masso hit the the bar as well. I mean, we came close, but, you know, like you said, it, it was it was either one way or the other for me. And the way I saw it was, you know, we had those opportunities, but again, we weren't clinical in the, in the final finish or we just lacked that little, little bit or we just looked a little bit untidy. The finish wasn't great. The control wasn't great. Or when we did get up there, there was no support. Well, yeah, I mean, Bunny Shaw in the first half, you know, there's a couple of times, I mean, she'd have made a great run sort of half midway through the first half. And she basically just sort of stopped dead and was thinking, well, where is everybody? You know, where, where, where do I pass to? What do I do here? And, I, and another player made a, a, a long run from, from the back uh, and then just basically had a shot to nothing because th- that, was, that was the only option. So there was lots of things about us not not gelling as a unit. I think there was lots of things about us perhaps just not tactically understanding how Real Madrid were going to play. I mean, they were right in the second half, Real Madrid, to sit on it because I think they'd realised up until we made the substitutions that they could have been sat, still sat there today park, parking the bus and, and we'd have still struggled to score. Once we brought Ellen, you know, once Ellen White had a bit of support, once we bought, eventually bought Ginny and Becky on, um, then things started to change. But, you know, even, you know, why, why bring Georgia Stanway on? He's coming back from injury, coming back from the Olympics with 20 minutes to go or, t- or 15 minutes to go. Why not give her 25 minutes to play herself back into the game? I mean, in fairness to Georgia Stanway, she was so in, in, up for it. She took a mask off and threw it into, into the, you know, behind the goalkeeper's uh, nets, you know, so... I don't think there was a lack of commitment last night and I don't think there was a lack of, uh, you know, a will to win. I just think it was a bad day at the office and I'm not entirely, I'm not entirely convinced that we got the midfield combination right and, and, and I don't think 
that helped because you know, our forwards were struggling on scraps for a lot of the game. Um, and I, I hope that the Bunny Shaw thing was was more um, she's taken off because of the tackle that 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 clipped her ankle rather than a tactical thing. Because I don't think she did anything wrong. Because I don't think she had anything that she could do with the with the service that she had. What she what she tried to do, uh, she did she what she had she did the best with, but it was just not good enough really. I think it it just lacked that coming together on the pitch for me. Yeah, there, there was there was a, there was a definite lack of, of cohesion, uh, and, and I think it also it doesn't help when key players are out because you know that they're the players that step up. You know, the likes of Lucy Barnes can can galvanise people around them. But, you know, we can't keep going on about this. You know, that we're going to have injuries. You know, um, we've we played the long game with Lucy in particular by having an operation just before the start of the season. So she's fit for the back end of the season. So you have to take the consequence of that. You know, you lose world-class players. But we should have a big enough squad, not necessarily to win that game, but to compete. I think that's the key. I think it, we just didn't really compete against a team that as, as I said before, weren't as good as the Everton team we hammered at the weekend. But they did come along and they did a job on us. Uh, they came with a plan. Uh, they were a quality team. They were working together and they executed what I think was probably their game plan uh, very well. And, you know, we've got to learn to clear our lines. We've got to learn not to keep banging the ball back to people. 25 yards out, we're going to whack it back at us. We've got to be a bit cannier in that position. We asked today on, on Twitter for fans to send us some questions. Obviously, we've had quite a lot <laughs> asking <laughs> questions today. Um, Mike wants to know, why is it that City is struggling uh, Europe? <laughs> I mean, we could be here all night, honestly. Uh, we've had some difficult draws. We seem to have a mental block. We could have easily won versus Real Madrid, but passes were sloppy. Poor management, poor movement, lack tempo until the last couple of minutes. Pre-season is, is an issue, but not the only reason. I think we've just touched upon that as well. Um, I mean, it will be a massive disappointment for, for not just the club, you know, the players, the staff, and obviously the fans. Um, we're going to feel this one for a very long time, aren't we? We are. And I, th- I think the key now is to do two things, or three things. Firstly, not, don't panic. Don't hit the panic button because it's a bad day at the office and there's a lot of quality in that team. And the second thing we need to do is remember that we're still in four trophies uh, domestically uh, and you know we've got all of that to play for, though it's hugely disappointing not to be in the Champions League. And then I think thirdly, we've got to learn the lessons of last night. And if you look at the men's team, the men's team over a longer period in the Champions League I've learned to adapt their style of play to Europe. You know, I've watched the men for a long time. And when they first started in the Champions League, they struggled often in in, in the group stages and never went very far past the group stages because they never really adapted their style to the European, you know, to the European ties. And what we've got to do uh, in uh, in the women's team is adapt our WSL style to Europe. Do we need to play differently in Europe? Do we need to understand how the continental teams, particularly Spanish teams that seem to be our bulky teams, how do they play? How do they set up? And how do we play and set up to counter that and to play the sort of football that we're capable of? So it's really a lessons learned thing for me. You know, I, I'm, I'm willing to accept 
a year out of the Champions League, and I'm willing to accept that it was you know a, a bad day at the office. What I'm not willing to accept is you don't learn from it. And I think the club and the and the coach and the team will learn from this because I think they'll feel the pain of this for a considerable amount of time. Some of those players have come in ridiculous side instance, thinking this is a team that can win the Champions League and now they're out of the Champions League. So I think there's going to be a lot of pressure internally to say, okay, we didn't do a very good job against a good team. Let's be honest. You know, they were a good side. We've got the worst possible draw in, 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 in the uh, knockout stage. But we can't keep using that as an excuse. You've got to beat... You know, you've got to beat the you know the men's team are going to play PSG in their in their group stage. They've got to beat them. You've got to play the best if you're going to win the tournament. So, I think for me, it's let's learn the lessons, uh, and then when we're back in the Champions League next season, we'll be if we're in this awful situation again, we'll be well prepared to get out of it, get out of the group stages, and then hopefully go all the way and win the damn thing. Yeah, you have to feel though. Uh for the likes of Ellie Roebuck, Kira Walsh, Lucy Bronze, who's played no part in this campaign uh, for this season and essentially won't play any Champions League football this season. I mean, especially for Lucy, who's obviously come over from Lyon with the intent to, to, to achieve this with the club, you know, Champions League and help us get there as well. Yeah, I, I think that I think there'll be a lot of soul searching uh, with some of the players that have either come back to the club or we've signed recently who came with the un, un, uh, expectation that whilst we might not win it, we go deep into that com- into that competition, and yet now we're not even in the competition. So I think there's going to be a lot of questions being asked. I think they're going to, you know, act as the professionals that they are. They're going to learn from this. And they're going to be even more determined, hopefully, uh, next season to right this particular wrong. Um, it is awful when you sat, you know, with an injury and you can't do anything about it. Um, I, I think, you know, in fairness to Karima last night, she, you know, she again, she, 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 she was very solid. Um, so it, the Ellie question was probably less of an issue for me. But losing, losing someone like Lucy Bronze and having Ellen White not fully fit. That's big. That's a big, big um, problem for us. And and also, uh, as we've discussed, Kira Walsh, who was a massive part of that team and, and, and really helps it tick. So I think, you know, there was a lot of things that came together uh, last night. But, you know, we're a big club, big squad. You know, if I think there was a frustration from the fans that we didn't go down with all guns blazing. I think there was an, a feeling that for to the last 20 minutes, we weren't quite at the races. You don't mind as a fan losing if you go down on gun down, you know, go down all guns blazing. You know, you, you've given everything. Uh, and I'm not suggesting for one second the players didn't get, give everything. I just thought they just just didn't click. And that can happen in football. You know, we need we need to understand that as well. We're gonna have a lot more better days as city fans than we're gonna have bad days. So we've got a you know, the fans have really got to, you know, get behind the team now, you know, during the season, which they will do, um, because we're going to have way more good days in the coming months. We're going to have, we're going to watch some fantastic football. When that squad's fully fit, fully clicking, they're capable of taking anyone apart. 
and that includes Chelsea and Arsenal, who are going to be our big rivals for the for the title. So, you know, don't hit the panic button, folks. I suppose is my message, and you know, let, let's give the coach a better time to, you know, sort it all out. Um, and I, I'm confident that coming into the season, uh, we'll, we'll be in a better place. Because the other thing that we've got to remember is in our hands. If we win the WSL, win the group stages, you know, we don't have to go through this nonsense. So, you know, the ball's in our court in a way. If we if we have the expectation, we think we've got a squad that can win it. If we win it, then we're in it by right. And um, we don't have to, you know, go through this ludicrous knockout stage. Yeah. Um, Strictly Not asks, why did Taylor drop Becky after receiving player of the match against Everton? A lot of questions over that one. Well, always always tricky these things because you don't know what you know what what the psychometrics are telling us. You know whether she's still feeling the effects of going all the way in the Olympics and becoming an Olympic champion. But she didn't seem to be struggling against Everton. She seemed to be fully fit. My my issue is one: yes, why was she dropped if she, if she was fit? Because she's clearly in in a rare streak of form at the moment and hugely confident. But if she wasn't fully fit. Why did he bring her on so late? You know, she couldn't, you know, she was, it was all the substitutions last night were far too late for me. You know, Becky, Stanway, um, you know, they are good players that can turn a game, but they need a bit of time to do that. So I think the big question is, why did he wait so long to bring on a player that's banging form uh, and always gives 100% and, and is, has enough quality, when you, particularly the goal he scored against Everton, to, to potentially turn a game. Yeah, I agree with that. I I, I, I kind of feel as though it's, it is down to literally managing the fitness, given the Olympics, you know, going all the way in that, that competition and, and having a lot of playing time over the summer. Obviously coming back from, you know, a well-earned break as well, you know, it, just getting her sort of up to speed, I suppose. But, you know, obviously who wouldn't have, I wouldn't have posed any doubt over her inclusion in that starting eleven. Uh, if she was fully fit and ready to play. Well, with all due respect to, to Spurs at the weekend, if you're going to rest her, rest her for Spurs. You know, ask her to go for 70 minutes, um, you know, in the in the big one-off, effectively cut final that we were in last night, um, and then rest her against Spurs, who were probably less of a physical challenge, and we would be expected to beat Spurs. Uh, get all things being equal so I think he'd have been better playing her longer last night and then taking her off or bringing her on early because she is she's a quality player and she's just in that just sometimes players that just have a, a a golden streak and I think she's in that at the moment um so great, I, I, great pun Paul yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. no pun intended but yeah she, I mean she's and uh, you know so I think she's and she's got that level of experience now you know she's playing on a very good uh, Canada side um, you know, and she's in there by you know as an automatic choice. So yeah, it was it was a it was a strange one that. Yeah, uh, obviously we've had a few about Bunny. It took that little bit of a knock that obviously could have contributed to her being taken off at half time. She looked up to up to the task. She was well involved in the games. Like we spoke about, she'd already had you know ample sort of opportunities to find herself into the game. It just didn't really come off for her. But you kind of thought, it, you know, if she'd have been able to stay on, you kind of felt as though she could have, you know, probably got that goal for us. 
I mean, I, th I think I think he, he was in a difficult position, uh, Gareth Taylor, in the sense that he was playing uh, one through the middle, and he, he, if he brought Ellen White on and kept Bunny on, it would have he would have had to make a quite a big tactical change. So I think he went if he either went for like for like or she was injured. Uh, I thought Bunny, you know, w did well with, with a very little service that she got. She's, she brings a physicality to the team that we've needed for a long time. Um, but she's a, she's a much cleverer player than than a lot of people might think. She's she's some of the stuff she was doing was quite quite cunning. She was she was making the defense work quite hard. Uh, with basically scraps. So it it was it may have been a tactical um, decision. And of course, Ellen White is a world class player, uh, and she she proved it when she came on because once once we made the full sub you know full substitutions. For the last twenty minutes, she looked she looked dangerous, um, and probably was if she's not necessarily fully fit. She did she did a good job. So yeah, I, I, I think one of the things that the positives I think you can take from last night is that Bonnie looks like a, a really good acquisition for the club. Yeah, I, I liked as well that she um, she's quite quite happy to get stuck in and do those defensive duties as well when needed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's a team, she's a team player, and I and I think. She's one of those players that oh, 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 over the next couple of years will really come to appreciate as a very, very, very fine player um, with a good attitude and someone that I think wants to make things happen. Uh, I know she tracked back at one point to the halfway line to get the ball, um, you know, and she was she was definitely uh, you know putting a shift in, and and City you know City expect their strikers to track back. You know that's what we, that's what is expected. Across the club, so um, I, 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 you know, I thought she, you know, and, and she, she, she did get that quite nasty tackle towards the sort of end of the first half, and she, she carried on, you know, she, she's not, she's not one of those that was, well, she, she was on the floor, but she wasn't running the man like she'd been shot, you know, she was there thinking, right, okay, bad tackle, um, nothing malicious in it, and I'm going to get up and, and and keep going. I've got a bit of a, a thought that's just popped into my head. <laughs> um, how would you? feel about a, a potential you know striking partnership with with Ellen White Bunny and Ellen up top well I, I think that I think that would be really interesting um, because I think they've been they, they play different starts to games I would be really interested to see that if we if we were playing wing backs and also if we were playing out and out wingers you can imagine Chloe Kelly knocking the ball across to to Bunny Shaw you know, I mean, sometimes the ball goes sailing over Ellen, whereas Bunny's got, a, I, I suspect, he's better in the air. So I think it'd be a really interesting combination. Uh, and I think, I think, particularly in the WSL, defences would be sweating, particularly some of the t newer teams into the league, thinking, I don't fancy this with those two rampaging around up top. Kate asked, do you think we should have started with a front three with more Champions League experience? Possibly, but then who 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 would you know who would you don't, you don't, you don't then have to go back to the whole Becky question, wouldn't you? Then have to go back to you know who do you put out wide? Um, I'm going to assume that when she's talking about that, she's obviously she's she's from Canada, so she's a big uh, she's a big Becky fan. So I'm just going to assume that we're talking about uh, Becky being. Yeah. Well, all, all things being equal, I would have played her at the start. I I, I would have gone for the early goal, um, and I think Janine Becky uh, gives a gives us something um 
I, I didn't I didn't think I, I didn't think Lauren Hemp was totally on it last night. If I'm if I'm totally honest, I, I, I thought she's not. She wasn't quite the deadly player that we've seen last season. To be, to be fair to Lauren Hemp, though, I mean Real Madrid had her pretty covered. You know, there was always two players around her. They, they, they did, they did. But I, she, there was a couple of times where I thought she, she you know, she, with a little bit more playing time, I think she'd 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 have scorched them. Um, and I'm not being critical because I, I I don't think you can play point the finger at any one player last night. I think it was a collective um, issue. Um, so yeah, maybe more experience, but I mean that that would have then you would have then have had to put Ellen White down the middle and bring Bunny on. Uh, and again, because we don't know the ins and outs of what's going on behind the scenes, Ellen might not have been fit enough to do a full say 70 minutes or even you know. A, a, you know, to go a bit longer. So uh, I think a bit more experience might have helped, but um, I'm not entirely sure that that, that was available to Gareth Taylor last night. Um, I, I, before we move on, um, I kind of just want to obviously say that we, we really can't let, obviously, the disappointment of Wednesday night define our season because it's going to be a very long season and like you said earlier there's a lot to play for um it's it's important obviously we bounce back on Sunday and we're back at home um I think there are you know a few other factors I mean we we spoke you know our our fair just just now about you know the atmosphere within the stadium um and how important it is for fans to to really get behind the team and I think that's going to start on on Sunday I hope so. And I think it was a bit weird last night. I think people were still fe- weirdly feeling their way back into live football. So what the, there was a slightly different atmosphere. It wasn't quite as 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 raucous as it has been in the past. Um, because I think people were just a little bit almost semi-stunned that they were back watching, you know, their team in in the academy. So and I think obviously the events on the pitch didn't help with the atmosphere. So I I I'm confident that the fans will get behind the team. It is disappointing, but as you say, we can't let it define the season. We have so much to look forward to. Four domestic t- uh, competitions that we're in. We've got a, a, as good a squad as we've ever had, I think, at the at, at City. We've got world class players to look forward to. You know, we are blessed as as fans to watch some of the best players in the world play for our team. And that's what we need to focus on over the next few months. And then if we can do that, then we can go on and win the WSL for the first time for some time, which I think we can do. I think there's quality enough in that team to do it. And that's what we need to focus on. Let's just, you know, there's no point in looking back now. It's it's happened. It's disappointing. You, you, we can't we can't get in a time machine and go back two days. It's done. Let's look forward to what I think is going to be an exceptional uh, season, not just at our club, but right across the league. Women's football is in the up and up now, um, and we need to play our part in that, both as a club and as fans. You know, we need to be mature, grown up, and understand that some days we're going to have a bad day at the office. These things happen. It was unfortunate the result was was that we were not in the Champions League, but it can't define what I think will be a very exciting season. Definitely. 
And like I said, it starts on Sunday with a quarter to seven kickoff, which is totally new to us all um, at the Academy Stadium. Uh, Tottenham Hotspur, obviously they had a win uh, against, started their season with a win against Birmingham. Uh, so a good result for them. They were a little bit inconsistent, I think, last season, but, you know, obviously looking to build on this season. Um, you never know what you're going to get with Tottenham. Uh, and again, I think we've we've kind of established already we can't, underestimate anyone <laughs> at the moment so uh, what are you expecting heading into Sunday and are you looking forward to this one I think it's, this is good timing in terms of who we're facing at the weekend because we would not we would be expected to beat Spurs I think the one thing we need to acknowledge is the standard of football across the league has increased dramatically there are no easy games now in the WSL you know there were, there were times when you might expect to go somewhere and really give someone a good idea those days, I think, are long gone. There will be there will be the six nils through the season, because some of the teams have not got particularly deep squads. But there's no easy games, there's no gimmies in this league anymore. So, I think all things being equal, if some if we get everybody that's available fit, if they spend a couple of days on the training field, having an honest appraisal of what happened yesterday. Um, I think we should go on and win that game reasonably comfortably. Um, two or three nil or, or two or three one, I would I would predict. But it is now unpredictable in the league. You know, I think so-called smaller teams are quite capable of, of knocking out an upset. Um, so I think they've got to be up for it. They've got to get the tactics right. And if they do that, I think we'll win. Um, but I do wonder, the schedule seems to just sort of get, um, a, 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 you know, a, a 24-hour clock and just stick a pin in it at a particular time and say, well, that's what time <laughs> yeah. it's going to be. Let's feel but like that. The only plus point I can I can offer Emma on this is it's not 6.45 at Arsenal's ground or 6.45 at Chelsea's ground. You know, at least it's 6. Not yet. <laughs> We've still got a way to go yet. I'm sure we'll get our turn at some point. Well, it, it'll be 8 o'clock at Chelsea, won't it? <laughs> so four in the morning. But I, I, I just think we're, you know, it's a good, it's a good timing because I think we, they're, 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 they are one of those teams. You never know which one's going to come up, which team's going to turn up. But I think we should be confident that we've got enough in the locker to beat them, um, and then go into the international break. Um, hopefully, uh, with some of the players starting to come back from injury or, or getting back to something like match fitness or or, or throwing off the uh, fatigue that they experienced after the Olympics. So, in some ways, the international breaks come in, in a good place for us. And, and I think for some of the other clubs in the, in the league that have um, contributed a lot to various Olympic teams um, that, that were playing pretty much through the summer. Alana Kennedy as well, obviously, she'll be facing a former club. I'd like to see her get some minutes against Tottenham. I think that'd be quite interesting. Well, I, I think so. I mean, it's always it's, you always wonder what goes through players' minds when you know when, when they haven't left the club in particularly, you know, um, you know, uh, uh, difficult circumstances. They've just made a career decision. I think that that is going to be good. I'd like to see her get some game time. I think she, I think she's a quality player. Um, and you know, and uh, uh, Angle Dark Dahl is, is 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 I don't know what her position is on on a, on a visa yet, but she may be available for selection. So there's 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 a few variables in this game, um, and Gareth might decide to to give some of the the fringe players or some of the players that have been in this team another go, and I hope that he does because I think 
I like to think that that our, our players are really committed to the club, to the badge. I think they're going to come out on Sunday and want to prove a point. I think they want to stick a marker down. Um, so I expect a full-blooded, uh, full city onslaught um, from the first whistle. And hopefully that will um, calm everybody down a little bit after after last night. Um, because I think we need to, you know, get understand that we've got a, a you know a guy that's been put in as our coach who's come through the City Academy. Um, he, he knows the city way. Um, and he'll be hurting today as well. He will be sat in his office fuming at what's happened. And I think he's got a point to prove as well. So all in all, I think it's going to be a really interesting game. And uh, and I hope the fans, um, you know, really, you know, get get behind the team because it does make a huge difference, doesn't it? You know, to, to, to the atmosphere and to how the players react. Absolutely. And, and obviously, like I said, it would be the best response really as well from the midweek to to get a good result at home against Tottenham so um yeah I'm gonna try and look for <laughs> try and look forward to it and put Champions League right at the back of my mind Champions what you know that's that's where we're at <laughs> yeah, now exactly isn't it? It, yeah it's just you know there's there's no I mean I you know I follow the, the, the you know the men's team for a long time and, and we've had our share of disappointments um you know, in Champions League, you know, way more than than City's disappointments. I mean, some really terrible performances, and some, you know, just some shockers. Um, so last night was 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 up there with some of the stuff I've seen in, in with the men's team. But it's a one-off. Um, it's done. Let's move on and let's just enjoy watching some of the best players in the world play for our club against some of the best players in the world playing for other teams. You know, it, it's it's a joy. To be able to watch pretty much all of the world's best players, you know, at various times over the last couple of seasons playing in our league, it's been it's been a it's been a privilege actually, and I think that's what we need to look forward to over the next you know few months. Definitely, I think on that note we'll leave it there. Bit of positivity, I like it. Thank you ever so much, Paul, for joining me. Um, always great to chat. I think because of obviously speaking earlier in the week, it was I think it was great to follow up with to get your thoughts on the game itself so i appreciate that thank you very much no problem ms and see you sunday yeah see you there right and that's it for this week's episode thanks to paul for joining me on this week's show i was gonna say i hope you enjoyed it but i doubt you probably have given obviously the circumstances surrounding wednesday night uh, but hopefully come the weekend we'll have something to celebrate at the academy stadium uh, we'll see you there Uh, Don't forget to follow us on social media at MCW Fancast and we'll be back next Friday.